does Elton John hijack a stadium when he walks in there to perform? No. People took no, no, no. their seats and they enjoyed the show. They showed up, they paid their admission, <laughs> and now they're getting a delightful treat. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 84 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Hey, tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, making more sense than Thursday Night Football, most awesome. I make more sense than Thursday Night Football. Yeah, brother. I think, I think we're both low on this Thursday. But in the beginning, I was Super like, low. I was, I was all excited about it. I was just like, yeah, I'll take football all the time. Tuesdays, Sundays, Monday. And it's just like, all right, it's just, it's rough. The players don't like it. I think that's the thing, too. Like, the players don't like it. So if everyone's going to have a pissy attitude about it, then fucking get you rid know of who's, it. You know who's super low on Thursday Night Football? Mm, Do- Doctor Doctor misses the commish. Oh, right. she's like it's Thursday football sure. on Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday all day. I Monday night I can't handle it anymore. Uh, yeah, I would guess it's it's like one of the hardest for like a significant other like just that doesn't follow the sport to wrap their head around because it like it's well it used to not be always. Do you remember like back in the day? Like it's only been like the last like eight years I think that it's like been every Thursday it used to just be like Thanksgiving there'd be a Thursday game then we'd finish out the season which is probably hard for like wives and stuff because they're just like what what the fuck do you mean there's Thursday night football right now like we've been doing this for like 10 weeks it was like the Sunday Monday setup and now Thursday and then like the last two weeks there's like well like a Saturday okay this is I'm calling (laughs) shenanigans (laughs) right right you're just finding ways to sneak out of the house now at this point shenanigans guys we have a jam-packed episode 84 we're gonna rip from the headlines fair pay to play a okay we're gonna hit that inbox doing the MAB actor hall of fame it's a new segment yep. we're rolling out. We got got some rules to lay down. We're going to figure it out. And uh, we have some people in there, and then we're going to figure out how we're going to nominate them. Then we're going to put some up on the ballot, and then you're going to get a vote on Instagram. It's going to – it's a deal, guys. It's a thing. It's you'll, a whole thing. You'll Interconnectivity. Love it. Uh, then we're going to do the Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top three space movies. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're out of power. Starts now. the hair uh rip from the hairline rip from the headlines <laughs> torn out from the bear pay to play a okay why are we talk about that this week brother we're talking about this because recently on the shop lebron james's show mm-hmm. uh governor gavin newsom signed bill sb 206 the fair pay to play act which will allow california uh athletes uh to not be punished by their schools in the NCAA for getting endorsements or capitalizing on, uh, you know, their, their likeness. Okay. So what does that mean? Does that mean like still like a booster can put like an envelope with $500 just in like the breast pocket of my coat, like more at like a 
Wait, you're function? in the program at your yeah. dinner? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're starting defense. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that will still be frowned upon. But okay. now, if, if that happens, if that cash, pay, cash payment happens to be an endorsement payment where they've endorsed that booster's local car sure. dealership, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. now it's fair game. Okay. Yeah. They're going to, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They'll, they'll find right. ways around this. It'll be no problem. Right, right. They're endorsing my law firm right here. They're just, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, You're so, endorsing this platter of cheese for the party. Here's 500 bucks. Uh, so I, I don't think we've dug in a little bit. I think both of us kind of fell on the same side of this subject yeah. as it's, it's really a hot button thing over the last six or seven years that, you know, uh, it's three things, right? Like, absolutely, we should pay players. Uh, it's confusing. Nobody really knows how to do it. And C being just because it's confusing doesn't mean there doesn't need to be an answer for it. Right. And and so and here's the, here's the distinction is there's already confusion on the bill, and the NCA I think actually wants it to be confusing because they want this kind of idea of because so first off, this bill is just for the state of California. Yeah. And it will go into effect in 2023, and will just allow players. It's not like we're, it's not like this bill is saying that the NCAA or the schools will be paying the kids. They're just allowed to capitalize on their endorsements, which technically, in a weird sort of way, they were actually able to do. Really, what this does is this takes away the power of the NCAA to punitively punish those kids for doing that by by ruling against them for their amateur status. So it's a little bit of this like confusion as to what does this all really mean? And this, I think, kind of actually plays into the hands of the NCAA, which we can talk more about that later. Ooh. But but that's what uh, but that's kind of where already there's some confusion, because even the act fair, fair play or fair pay to play infers kind of you make it sounds like, well, that means that they're going to be paying these kids now. No, 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 yeah. no. They can go out there and find their own endorsement deals wherever they may come. Tricky NCAA. Okay, well, let's let's look at the macro on this. I mean, is this as yeah. simple as someone buys a jersey with my name on the back of it, I get a piece of that? As long as you have an endorsement deal with that manufacturer, yes, and you agree to it, that's where it, that's where that's where this bill is is saying you can do that. You can We're, do that, but still, like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean who has the right to like sell a, you know, like. Whatever, like whatever the biggest college football player is right now that has a name on the back of their jersey, uh, just pick pick somebody. Right, who we got? Right, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, great. So they sell Trevor Lawrence jerseys in the NCAA shop, like in the stadium. Does he not have a right to be like, I got to get some of that money for putting my name on the back of it? Technically, as it stands now, no, they're they're not allowed to. They're not, and that was a great thing that. One of my favorite books uh, was The Fab Five by Mitch Album. He tells this great story of, and I know everyone's talking about, you know, Chris Webber getting paid and everything like that. But he talks about where, you know, he had little to no money in his pocket, wanted to get a Subway sandwich, looked across that happened to be the campus store, and there were two kids buying University of Michigan number four jerseys with Webber on the back. Yeah. And he's like, how can I not pay for a Subway sandwich? And they're spending 90 to to $100 on these jerseys. Yeah. So yes, there is a there is an inequality on that, but that's the way that this has been structured is is that they're not in order to preserve their amateur status, they can't capitalize on these endorsements, which is this backwards model. It used to be kind of what the Olympics, if you remember the Olympics, what they were way back when is is that they used to have like all amateurs. You were just in the Olympic system, and you couldn't have any endorsements. Now the Olympics have softened. 
and guys like Michael Phelps can go out and get an endorsement from from Speedo or whomever or Wheaties and get paid that way and still play in the Olympics. So they've even softened their rules. And, and truthfully, that's the best model. If the NCAA or the people that are legislating on behalf of the student-athletes, they should look to the, the Olympic model. Because before, when we couldn't send our professional athletes to you know, the Olympics, it was just under this guise of amateur status. Now these guys can go out, get paid, get endorsements, and still participate in the sports. And it hasn't really dramatically impacted this nefarious, you know, payment scheme that everyone's worried about in the Olympics. Okay, so I think this might lead us a little bit to uh, the uh, conspiracy theory, whatever that the I think you were alluding to earlier that NCAA this might actually play in their favor. So why now is my question? Is this the NCAA just trying to chill everybody the fuck out and get them off the scent? Is it just like the momentum's becoming so strong they can't help but do something, so they're taking a step in like the right direction, or are they just play testing something in California to see how it plays out? Oh, so this is not this is this is totally bipartisan. This is nothing to do. The NCAA, Mark Emmett, the director of the NCAA, has said that this is the biggest threat to the to to collegiate athlete, athletic sports in his tenure. He's had Jerry Sandusky. He's had yeah, the yeah. MSU gymnastics thing. It's a rough soundbite. Yeah, right. But this is the most impactful thing that's happened under his watch. So no, this is this is a a a bill set by California legislators that have passed this into law. But it but that's the thing is, is so the the NCAA does not want this to happen because they want to keep things as you mentioned earlier. This is how it used to be, and this is we're fearful of change. So we don't want to do this because we don't know what the the boogeyman over here is going to do. And and. Yeah. This is where the, the advantage of, of the NCAA has because we have other states now that are looking to adopt this same or similar rule. So there's a bill that's similar to this in New York, uh, South Carolina, Colorado, uh, or excuse me, South Carolina and Colorado will hit the floor in 2020. Florida has a similar bill as California. Uh, New York and, and South Carolina, the, the big difference between them and say the California one is, is this puts the onus of payments on the NCAA and the schools as well, which the NCAA has talked about, well, this now impacts Title IX, right? Because Title IX basically has to, there has to be an equitable distribution of assets and scholarships amongst the different sports. So now this gives the leeway and leverage to the NCAA and the schools now saying, well, the revenue generating schools now have to take all that revenue and all that that juice spread it out to the gymnasts and the non-revenue producing sports that are there and disperse all this all all across the board and me this you know we only have like a 55 million dollar operating budget here at clemson so now that's got to be dissipated and like spread out equally amongst everybody i can't just allocate it to predominantly the revenue generating ones i have to now dissipate this or spread this out all over the all over the place and and that's what people are fearful of. Now they're like, well, this is actually going to hurt sports that aren't revenue generating, right? This is going to take away from those because now schools can't afford to pay everybody. So it's going to inhibit this. And that's 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 where the well, NCAA no, th- win. Yeah, well, I think it's only chopping it up, right? So it's that quarterback from Clemson decides to do a subway commercial, and now like a gymnast gets a check for like $22, and all athletes get like whatever, a piece of that pie. Right, right, exactly. But is that necessarily from like from – you know Trevor Lawrence perspective it's like well if I'm getting the endorsement deal from Subway why do I have to 
share it with everyone else. Sure. But, uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I would love to dive in if we have the time, which got to get to that actor hall of fame, but I would I like know, to know. Right, right, right. Uh, it's no, winking no, 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 at no, us. Kidding, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just kind of what your take on title nine is like, is it one of those, do you have a strong take either way or is it just, cause right now just on paper, it looks like there's pros and there's cons so at the end of the day, like collegiately like the goal of college is to be able to take that next step forward even if you don't go pro in a bunch of different fields a bunch of different areas so it is nice that something like a very strong football program where granted that's what's on tv that's what's driving the revenue can support kind of like you know the gymnast program to still let those other student athletes compete in sports that they're passionate about yeah i i I don't have anything per se against title nine i just think that if legislators force the responsibility of the schools to pay the kids this is where it'll 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 bastardize the process because basically what they're saying is is then the schools and everyone have to pay these kids a a, a stipend greater than what they're receiving and and then they became the they became the arbiters of the endorsement deals that these kids can go out and get. Like, for example, there was a kid, there was a kicker. I don't remember his name. He was on uh, UFC's team. He, he lost his eligibility because he had a very profitable YouTube page, right? So he's yeah. not a high-level kid, but he's got – and then there was a, a, a runner, a long-distance runner for track and uh, for Texas A&M who had, like, a water bottle that he was the CEO of but could, lost his scholarship because he couldn't actually sell his wares. So now I think what happens is – if you force it upon the schools and the NCAA to pay these athletes, they actually, while everyone gets a little bit of a taste, they, they all get equally hurt the same because it has to adhere to these Title IX rules. So if you just allow it to just let the let the free market out there, everyone go find out what they can get on the free market. If you're a gymnast like that, that one – young woman from UCLA gymnast, uh, Caitlin O'Shea, I think her name is. She got like a perfect 10. It was like a viral sensation. Like she could have instantaneously, she was at the SB. She could have instantaneously captured, uh, you know, lightning in a bottle and capitalized on her name and gotten lots of endorsement deals while still staying at UCLA and still playing at a high level, uh, you know, and, and, but, but able to capitalize, you know, capitalize on this windfall that was right in front of her feet. But, she couldn't. She had to wait until she graduated or, or leave school in order to go do that. Now, this way, she can kind of do both. All right. Well, luckily for the MAB Sports Podcast, we don't have to hear to shit like that because we're grown adults. You got your wares you want to pitch. Shoot us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Let's throw it on here. Uh, real fast in closing, brother, what's your final thoughts to kind of leave with this? Are we getting closer to student athletes getting paid? I think we are, and I think uh, what we need to do is is have the states get all on the same page, look at the Olympic model as the way to adopt it, just let everybody out there figure out their own uh, their own endorsement deals, their own price tags that are out there, and uh, that'll be this, the easiest way to, to, to get it all solved for everyone. So they, they all can get paid. Look at that. Hey, remember that one podcast where we, like, we just stuck in just like little zingers of all these different promotions on it, like brought to you by Arby's and stuff like that? It was uh, a right, right. little throwback. It was good. It was exactly. Good exactly. Was good that let's, segment was brought to you by Listerine. <laughs> let's not live in past pods. All right. MAB inbox. Let's hop into it. Scared question mark is a subject line. We all know the obsession by players, media, most football fans have with Patrick Mahomes II. He's a king among peasants. Is the NFL league as a whole more scared or more excited if he wins a Super Bowl this year? Hmm. Why? Why would they be scared if he wins it? Like it's just going to be this run of dominance for a decade plus. That's... Exactly. Relax, Chiefs fan. 
Just yeah, right, right, right. relax. <laughs> uh, so here's my thing. I like. I would think Patrick Mahomes. Though, let's, let's let's seriously talk about Patrick Mahomes, champion. How many chips he has? I think right now, if you ask me as a betting man, I would say career. I'd set the over under. I think two and a half. Maybe yeah. it's, maybe just maybe a maybe a hard two. Uh, two and a half. I was gonna say two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think two, you're pushing. You're feeling good about it. So I think one thing that people are obsessed with is championships. So let's talk yep. about championships. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, it's it gets different for quarterbacks, but there is definitely a window, and see we see it with these teams. Like, there's not going to be another New England Patriots. Like, there's just not. And even those elite runs, those elite dynasties are, you know, like six years. I have, like, like a Saints, a Seahawks, a Steelers. Right. Like, those teams that are always kind of around, and it's, it's really based on very strong, consistent quarterback plays with quarterbacks that, you know, that stay healthy. Uh, I definitely – Mahomes has shown everything that he is going to be at that level – but yeah, there's still, and you even see for these elite guys, there's there's pieces missing. I mean that that defense scares me, and it's gonna be yep. little, it's gonna ebb and flow. I think right now he's got a lot of strong weapons. It's a lot of shit coming together at the right time. But you know, they're a Tyreek Hill injury away from you know just missing that weapon. Like it just to get a championship, all that shit's got to be humming. Yeah, the window's even smaller in the NFL, and especially when you consider all of the potential injuries and just the way that the just the the alchemy of putting a team together like yeah. like a to go on a championship run you have to have a lot of things go your way consistently over time and one little thing changes the direction of your season so um yeah i mean i think two two and a half is that good over under number but i think you know i think patrick mahomes what should be most exciting or most fearful for other fans that are out there is, is that this guy will be consistently solid for I mean obviously not barring a serious injury could potentially be at a high level for 10 to 12 years I mean you know not not including the the, the two that he's on right now I yeah. mean or the two and a half that he's on right now so you could see this guy in the league for 15 years that means if you're in the AFC you're always going to have to go against this guy in some way shape or form that would be the most scary thing that's yeah exactly that's why that's why i was gonna pick pick up your scared thing like you're the patriots you're not scared you know your dynasty is coming to an end you're playing with borrowed time you probably got two fucking two more rings on borrowed time so you're fine i would think if anything it would be you know as a vikings fan you're a lions fan like we felt a little bit like when we had strong teams we were just like fuck man aaron Rodgers is still in this division like this is super fucking annoying because even when you have it all together like you got to play him twice so so, so here's who would be really angry in my book. It would have to be teams in the AFC West. San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers. Blah, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, not a real fan base, so it doesn't even really matter. They're they're held together by string patchwork. It's over. The Broncos. You know they had that amazing defense. They had that Super Bowl run. I think they're still searching for their quarterback, so there's no urgency. And the Raiders are moving, so who really knows who their fan base is? Just a bunch of gamblers and sweets in Las Vegas next year. So I don't think there's anybody that's just like super pissed off right now. I think what you would be pissed off is if, if you were in that division, almost had all the pieces together, and you're just like, damn it, we got to deal with this guy. Yeah, I think I think the league, the league league is excited because it's another young crop of oh, NFL yeah. quarterbacks. By all accounts, Patrick Mahomes is a is an excellent professional athlete both on and off the field. So it's like this is a great new young ambassador for our game. This is great. You know what I mean? Like I'm very excited about it from that perspective. Let's keep him safe, let's keep him healthy and uh you know, let's uh 
keep Andy Reid uh, plugging along there. You know, let's keep it going. Absolutely. On paper, if you got a redraft, who do you take? Do you take Patrick Mahomes or you take Mitchell Trubisky? Burn, Bears fans. Ooh. Burn. Suck it. Roasted. All right. Uh, next email. The Diamond. Did you guys know the baseball playoffs have started? How would the MAB sports podcast fix baseball to be even remotely interesting to watch? Uh, I'll let you take the ball out on this. I did know that baseball playoffs have started because I am I, 0 for 2 on gambling on baseball wildcard games. Look at Ugh. that. Stay away. You got your hooks in you already. Stay right. away, you to make it idiots. to make it more interesting to watch. Well, I'm actually that Oof. is that's a that's a pro hack. Gamble on it. You'll get yeah yeah. You'll throw become, some cheddar on you'll it. You'll become yeah. very interested. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think you. I mean, obviously, this the pace of the game is the thing that 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 kills it. Yeah. So you got to speed it up if you can get a pitching clock in there some way somehow. So the, these guys can't just take 30 to 60 seconds between every pitch yeah you got to do it i had that i would on my say list. i would say start these games earlier start these games like three o'clock these playoff games you can listen to them listen to them at work or something like that you can get a few eyeballs a little early happy hour don't start them at eight o'clock yeah oh that's funny i kind of have that on mine it's just like yeah baseball is boring in comparison to everything else like there's that football college football fucking the commercials in between innings like it's just it's just boring i like your idea of corner the market on just like a little 3 p.m like 3 p.m baseball time somewhere like and just yeah like exactly a yeah. Or something. everyone's like got a miller light in their hand it doesn't matter <laughs> just drink up so Watch i it. did i did have uh let's get away from this time between pitches and then um i had regular season games just don't mean shit like let's right. uh shorten the season and maybe that's more to even like playoff baseball but just shorten the season make regular season games mean something uh eliminate the shift i think this gets more people on base it's just being able to move your fielders around everywhere when people have tendencies just Leads to more outs and less people on base, and people on base is more exciting to watch higher scores. And then um, electronic ump behind home plate. Let's just get it right. Let's see how the fucking yeah. guesswork of balls and strikes. Boom. There it is. Uh, I don't know. You could add beer. So here's here's my thing. Maybe get one challenge. Like the pitcher is scared of the batter, so the pitcher gets to use his one challenge. He has to finish a six-pack before the runner makes it all the way around the bases and back to home plate. I mean, just oh, <laughs> let's throw it now in. Now we're really getting outside the box here. One I like, I like <laughs> So you time it. Maybe his arm's getting tired. And he's just like, my arm's tired. Could still lift about six cans, and I bet I can put these down before they – I mean, I don't, I don't think it really messes up the conditioning for pitchers that much. Right. Hammer some tall boys. Let's see here. Let's, let's see what we got. Yeah, um, I, I like that. That's <laughs> interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if the if – the, if the pitcher hurts himself, he has to continue the inning. He can't stop. There we go. That'll get some more scores in there. Sure. If he gets a little shoulder twing in his arm. Yeah. You just little keep firing. You got to <laughs> keep throwing, team. man. Underhand, you got to softball toss it in there. I don't care. We'll do whatever you got. All right. Uh, guys, you get an email for us. Shoot us uh, Shoot us one. Shoot us an email. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. All right. What I've been excited for, what we've been looking to roll out for like six months now, seven months, I think you brought it up. The, yeah, well, yeah, I think so. The Actor Hall of Fame. Yeah, it may be Actor Hall of Fame. Okay, uh, we're just kind of figuring this out in real time. We sent some text about it. So what's our rules for getting in? Here's what I got. We can go back and forth. Yeah. So I want a – so the career needs to span at least two decades. Right. 
I guess what I don't know. I don't want to accidentally put in like Hayden Christensen or something like that. We just got to fucking mind our P's and Q's, like make sure it's not a flash in the pan, make sure it's the real deal before we kind of go sure. all. Don't need any Sam Worthingtons or whatever his name was. Right, right. Remember that guy? The, like, which uh, one was that guy? I think it was like, uh, he was like shaved, like a shaved face Russell Crowe. I don't know. He was oh, in some. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or the guy from uh, American Beauty, the kid who was filming the bag. I know he's had a career thereafter, but yeah, we'll he was real hot for a second. Yeah. Now it's like, no, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you you fell back down to earth. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Two decades, but they got to have consistent production in those two decades at least, right? Yeah, you can't be like, I, like I'm not like Anna Chomsky. You can't be like a fucking My Girl and then show up like 35 years later and like Veep. Like, yeah, you got to be consistently like grinding it out. You got to be putting in the reps. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, um, yeah, I, I say obviously we talked about this nominated for an Academy award, at least got to get a, a, a win in there somewhere. Right. Uh, well, got to have a win. Well, I, so we might hit, Uh-oh. we might hit a little road bump. I don't think you need, I, I don't think you have to have a victory because my, the Academy doesn't always get it right. So this isn't this is our, this isn't the Academy award hall of fames. I feel like if we put ourselves in that parameter, then we're a little, we're on some Academy award rails. We need to do sure. But they do have to be nominated. I, I like, a nom. I, will, I will take, I will take, a, a load of nominations and never winning like uh like susan lucci in the daytime emmys sure. I, I'll, I'll give her i'll give bonus points for consistency on that but yeah. never coming home with a trophy not in our actors hall of fame not in our actors susan lucci not either she is I not yes to, specifically here's what i want to talk right. about uh all right i got imdb rank um i didn't put like i didn't put an exact number on this i put like top 100 that's just way too tight but like I want to, I want to, I won't registering. Oh, well, let's go top, top thousand, top K. Yeah, top five hundred, top thousand. Top K, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just make sure you, we can't go rogue with the listeners. We can't just like just start pulling people. We need to. There needs to be a little bit of society as a whole knows this person's talent is behind the talent. Yeah, exactly. You got to be able to. You could. You need to call somebody in the middle of America and say like. Hey, do you know who this actor is? Yeah, and they'd be like, "Yes, yes, I do. I know definitively who that is." Like, uh, two two of our favorite female listeners, uh, Roni, Erica, both female actresses. Love you, girls. Can't get you in that actor's hall of fame. Yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. gonna right. need to. As much as we'd love to do it, we love your work. We want to do well, it. And truthfully, they haven't even had two decades of work in them yet, right? Because they're, I mean, they're. Neither of them have even been professionals for two decades. They're both incredibly young and talented and just have a career left to go. I'm just buttering up our I, I can feel Erica blushing right now. I exactly. It. Love it. Nicely done. Um, all right. So they have to actually be a good actor. This is on my this is on my list. I, we're not going to we're not going to fucking ironically nominate like Nicolas Cage because he makes us laugh when he tries to be serious. Like I want I want talent up in here. Like yes. Keanu Reeves. I would love Keanu Reeves as a person. Absolutely mm. love Keanu Reeves. Like I get I go down get get a few IPAs in me just Saturday night when I ain't got a lot of shit to do. Maybe we're not podding. I will go down to Keanu Reeves interview rabbit hole like you've never seen. Love the man's energy. Can't act worth a shit. Just those, thems are the facts. Thems are the facts. So I can't get them on there. Very good. Uh, do you want to talk about our ballers connection? They got to have a connection to ballers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't write those down for my nods, but I do like this. Just as a little, just as a little M A B. Just so you still know Twist. who this 
Hall of Fame belongs to, a little sparkle of this, you need to be able to connect it to ballers within seven degrees. Seven Mab degrees. Scenic, seven Mab degrees. The Scenic, the scenic seven, 7. Exactly. Two ballers. You got to be able to do that. And we need at least two iconic roles, right? Like you, you could say, sit there and... Yeah. You said two iconic. All, I'm going to go with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's anybody that just did, like, I don't know. I'm, and we'll get into this in our space movies. I imagine it'll come up. But, um, you know, whoever played, who played Luke in Star Wars? Mark you know, Hamill. Mark Hamill. I mean, like, yeah. can you go on that? Because that's one iconic role. It is. It is. But it's a huge role itself. Um, but I one. wouldn't say he's a Hall of Fame career no. when you look at the full body of work, right? Everyone yeah. can have – everyone can go Jeremy Lin for a little bit and go off for 26 games. Sure, sure. But I need to see the rest. Jeremy Lin's not getting in the Hall of Fame for Linsanity, right? So I need to see a little bit more. You know, absolutely. Heath yeah. Ledger. Heath Ledger is the only one that I think is really hampered by that. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, uh, shall we unveil our five that are? These are just five. These are the base. These are in. These are no brainers. Right. These are built into the foundation of the walls when we built this thing. We built this podcast. <laughs> built this. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. All right. Uh, Robert De Niro. Boom. Um, iconic roles. Obviously, we don't have to go through his list. Uh. Hope to, I think every time we should be like, should be a guest on the pod soon. <laughs> reaching yeah, yeah, yeah. out, reaching out. We're to in the talks with these people. It's like, they're 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 not responding, but it's it's we're we're working on it. It's the only thing holding back. Who's just like, well, MAB did give you a tip of the hat when they put me in their Actors Hall of Fame. So exactly. Oh, we should get something like a letter to send to his house. Yeah, or something. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. And just like a little bandana in it, also like a, a little sticker. bandana. He's like, oh, what the fuck is this? Love it. Uh, oh, so in that vein, uh, Al Pacino. Ooh, ooh, I mean, I just got to have. I mean, these are these are no brainers this week. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Pacino, I'll say this about the P- Pacino dog. Let's talk about the Pacino dog for a second. Okay, all right. He plays with fire a little bit. And you know what? Robert De Niro is maybe even more guilty of this, playing with fire a little bit to things we say yes to. Like, there might be a little, the only thing that might have stood in their way, you know. You start digging into their IMDb a little bit, you see it's just like, oh, Robert De Niro, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Curious choice. Right, right. Looks like someone had a large text bill that year that they needed to cover. Yeah. Got it. uh, Okay, well, obviously we're not playing by that. Well, the, oh, grudge match. I remember we brought up that piece of shit once. Oof, that was a rough one. That was a rough one. And the the ones with... uh, with him and Billy Crystal when they ran it back, the we was like the oh analyze the this, analyze this and analyze that. Yikes. You know, I just I took I took De Niro out. I'm sorry, no, <laughs> I just no, I just no, no, you can't do that. No, we can nominate him in. I took him out. I'm sorry. This is our base. This is I. That's too. That's too many swings and misses. We love De Niro, and I'm not saying I'm not a huge De Niro movie fan. I'm like the automatic. I'm that's too many. That's that's too many players. Look, appearances. look, look. This would this would be the point in time where I was to sit there and say. Um, you know, for the longest time, you know, Mark McGuire and those guys were home run leaders, swinging the bat, big big sticks, but they also had a lot of strikeouts too. B. Yeah, I don't. He's, so they're still in the Hall of Fame. There you go. All right, well, let's get let's get through this list right now. So he's deleted. I deleted him. <laughs> so we can type right, it. Tough, tough beat. That's a tough. You so. know what? You know what? Is that letter to his people still in the mail? Because this is gonna get awkward. Mm, return to this sender. This is gonna be weird. Uh, okay, Al Pacino. 
Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, these are, I, and, and see now this brought it up. Like, I don't think as many swings misses. Like he definitely went like, he went ham in some roles, but he was still like, he was acting, you know, it's like, he wasn't, it didn't feel like a lot of paycheck movies. Okay. Maybe righteous yeah, okay. guilt. Are you he tainted that? his he tainted his Hall of Fame career. Dinero did. I get it. He, I get it. Oh, you man. still could get in, folks. Let's not fucking start throwing your iPads and <laughs> iPhones against the wall. Oh, this is bold. I wonder if I'm gonna regret this. Well, we can see. We can put him in there. Um, okay, Meryl Streep. Yes, the Streep dog. I mean, this is no brainer. Like no brainer. Every yeah. I just the chameleon. Meryl the chameleon Streep just dives That's, into every role. I like it. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yes. Does comedy. Does drama Does it all. sometimes in both Castaway hilarious, great in Castaway also, yeah exactly yeah Philadelphia back to back Academy Award for Best Actors Forrest Gump and or or uh, Philadelphia then Forrest Gump yeah boom yep that's good great. that's good for there uh, would you want to go for your Pacino iconics and your Street iconics hit me with some iconics oh uh, Pacino Heat obviously Scent of a Woman. I love that. Even those little campy gets played out. It's yeah. great in the time. Uh, Serpico is great. Uh, and then you've got with the Street Dog. Street Dog. Street Dog. <laughs> uh, August Osage County mm-hmm. is fucking fantastic in that. And obviously, I, I'm not going to admit, I might be ashamed to admit that I like Devil, Devil, Wear, Wear, Devil Wears Prada. Wears Hope you're going to go right, there, bro. bro. Yeah. Love that. Date night. Fucking don't like time. Adrian Grenier in that movie. He's a fucking douche. Tough hang. But tough hang. Yeah, but he ain't getting in. Don't worry, folks. No. And uh, and yeah, I, I'm, uh, I like Meryl Streep. She's a good actress. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tom, yeah, Tommy Hanks. We did. Uh, yeah, it's back to back thing. All right. Uh, Jack Nicholson with the four spot. Uh, I mean, a few good men. Let's just talk about. Obviously, he had. See, I like about Nicholson. He's he had phases of his career, right? I mean, he was super early in like that all that Easy Rider stuff. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, but he was like the nineteen sixty nine all the way to like two thousand and nine. It's basically like his span five decades. That career is unreal. All right, I'm putting uh, De Niro's back in. I'm just gonna put him at the back of the net, bottom of this list, but he's in. He's back in. Okay, back all right. In. I like it. I like it. You thought wisely on this one. I did. I remember to see, like, I remembered Flawless. Right now, that just popped in my head with him and Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he just looked like a really, like, just kind of old, lonely, angry man. And I just made that him in real life in my head, and then it made me sad. I pictured him listening to the podcast, getting excited that he was in the Hall of Fame, and then hearing himself get deleted and him being super bummed. So that, right, made, right, yeah. that made my heart hurt. For the fake entrepreneur that doesn't listen to this podcast. So I put it back in. Uh, okay, buddy. Let's. Uh, so here's how we're going to do this. So we each have nominations. So that's our five base. Our five base is Pacino, Streep, Hanks, Nicholson, De Niro. Uh, here's how this is going to work. So we, don't, we haven't decided the timeline of how often new people get in. But we will be putting two new people into the Hall of Fame. So we're going to cast three votes. Each of us are going to nominate three people. Today, on the pod, you'll hear it. Most Awesome and I will say who we want, and then Most Awesome and I have three votes. Now, we get a vote, one vote per actor, and one of the votes we use cannot be for the person that we nominated. So I got to pick at least one of Most Awesome's. Most Awesome has to pick at least one of mine. This is um, you know, a blind vote. We're not going to see it. And then we'll also put it to Instagram. So we will have the six people that we nominated up on Instagram. You guys chime in. Uh, just one vote per Instagram handle, and then the top two of those 
will register as a vote. And then at the end of the day, whatever actor has three votes, shall be like one actor, two actors, or three actors, they are nominated into the MAB Sports Podcast Actor Hall of Fame. Wow, that's some fucking rules right there, my friend. I, I did it like for it. you, buddy. You got really excited. I was like, he cannot have this great idea and me just drop the ball on how it fucking works. That's how we get in. Gambling brain like going it. to work. The numbers I make like sense. It. I my like it. First, okay, where do you where do you want to I'll let you lead off. I'll let you lead off. My first nomination out of the gate. Going to go with one just because it's no surprises. Pretty sure we're going to see this one coming. I'm going to go with my boy Bradley Cooper. Let's get this. This guy does it all. So IMDb number 75. His career spans some decades. I do like a little bit too. He is the poster child for you stand up in inside the actor studio and like that person is just like, oh, they'll never, they're never going to be a famous actor. He actually, he asked questions to, I think it was Sean Penn. But I actually, Sean Penn, yeah. So his, his dedication to the craft is insane. It spans decades. He's been in like comedies. He was, what did I just see him in that I actually forgot he, oh, well, this might not speak to his actual positives on his resume, but he was in Failure to Launch. Uh, right. You know, I, I've been letting a lot of things out now because now you're just like, Brandon, you're watching Failure to Launch. Everybody just relax. But he was uh, he was in Wedding Crashers, one of the all-time comedies, uh, did one of the all-time comedy trilogies, uh, and then, you know, did uh, Amer- American Sniper, right? I mean, like, yeah, and then, he like, does, American Sniper does, was great yeah, in that. Does a super serious, um, obviously, the, my favorite movie. All About Steve is a, is, a, is a killer. All About Steve, not good with him and sandy bullock oh yeah but i'll, get, I'll, I'll give right. you i'll give you some points for silver linings playbook and yeah you will yeah you will and uh what's the other one? Oh, limitless i actually like limitless i thought limitless was good yeah limitless has a uh, fellow it may be sports podcast actor hall of fame robert de niro in that oh there you go see yeah. now now you don't feel so embarrassed putting de niro back i, I don't feel embarrassed at all. i don't forget a star is born I mean, just yes. <laughs> this, like we said, uh, you know, Scenic 7 to connect to ballers. This has to have a little twist of a movie sports podcast, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't nominate my boy, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. I love it. I'm jotting this down. I'm Coop jotting dog. this down. Okay, so I, I have five. So I even have to make an internal cut on mine. Good. And also, we let's not forget about the quotable factor. We didn't, we didn't want to put quotable. this as a rule. Yeah. But they, this, these did. people it's also have, to have very quotable. Bradley Cooper's got some quotes in there, especially yeah. from A Star Is Born. Yeah. Uh, anybody? Can you keep a secret? Yeah. Keep, how's that? Keep, keep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I'm not very good at hey, keeping secrets. I just want. I just want to see your face <laughs> again. That's about that. I don't know what he says. I got a secret. Um, I'm gonna go with my boy. I love this guy. Iconic role in. Shawshank Redemption. I'm going with Morgan Freeman. Five Academy nominations. One win. He was in Lean on Me, Driving Miss Daisy, seven. This guy's played it all. Nelson Mandela. He's played God. He's played the president. He was in The Dark Knight. I love this guy. I'm going with good old Andy. <laughs> all through a mile of shit. Came out clean on the other side. Oh, not bad, brother. I don't do Thank good you. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That night, good old. Out like a blade. So there's not a lot of names. Like if you're playing like the thousand dollar pyramid or whatever the fuck that game is, where you're just like voiceover actor, then like you go Morgan Freeman. Like he is like the voice of like yes. voices. So he yes. has that going for him. His career. Hall of Fame voice. Hall of Fame voice career definitely does have the span. 
been in some like very like influential movies like uh what was that uh what's the one with this it's not stand and deliver stand by me stand by me yeah he's just stand by no, me no. Like, no, no, not Stand By Me. It's Lean, Lean on, on me. me. Lean On Me. Yeah, Stand By Me. Lean is On the, Me, yeah. So we played the principal. Yeah, 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 Joe Clark. That was good. Yep. It's fucking awesome in that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Healthy nod. I'm sure his iconic number, his uh, IMDb number is within 1,000. All right. For sure. My second. Yeah, do you have IMDb Pro? Because I, I, I couldn't find that uh, that exact list. I just oh, yeah, I was wondering. Thousand. Yeah, I do, actually. That's that's funny because I remember looking up my phone. I was like, oh, I don't have that. I looked up my laptop and I was like, oh, I do. That fascinating story. Some point listeners with that. All right. <laughs> right. Um, Tom Cruise. Ooh, the Cruise dog. I mean, iconic roles. I'm embarrassed you asked me. Like, don't even yes. give it to it. It's just uh, number 92 on IMDb, like a uh, super quotable, nominated for an Academy Award. Magnolia. Yeah. I mean, this really oh. what made me battle back on they had to win one. Uh, this is, as much as I try to fight it, this is my favorite actor. I mean, I wear like acting game for. I mean, like 40 solid years, right? Yeah. Like four decades. He's been unbelievable. He had a little, little, little issue with like uh, Scientology where he got really off the rails. It's kind of like his PD years, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a little. But uh, he's bringing him back. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, Pete Rose him. Yeah. We'll yeah, there's him a, yeah. There's a little, a little stain. Little uh oh, change the subject here. <laughs> Thing going right, right. on. Oh, like oh, this is an ugly part of our history. Okay, yeah. No, I like Tom Cruise. I I love Tom Cruise. Good stuff. He's always entertaining. Like even if it's Jack Reacher, you could put on Jack Reacher and be thoroughly entertained. Well, that's yeah. That's what that's what I think about my boy. Is just like his his commitment. He ain't fucking around. Like he goes on. It's just like whatever it is like these Mission Impossible things. Loves to do his own stunts. Just a complete. Fucking lunatic loves lunatic. to run in every single scene. Just loves to run. Loves to run. I love it. Crushing. Um, all right, very good. I'm gonna go with my next guy. Influential to me. You talk about range, comedically, dramatically. Going with Robin Williams. Ooh. Going. This is Doubtfire. The the Birdcage, Dead Poets Society, Goodwill Hunting. Mm. Good morning, America. Yeah. This fucking guy is amazing. Uh, he's definitely within the top 500 because that's what us non-IMDB pros can see. Yeah. Uh, and he gets there quick on the Ballers Connect. He gets there real quick. Yeah, real quick. A fast one? Ooh. Fast one. Yeah, nice. Oh, through Fast and Furious, Paul Walker. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, Robin Williams and Paul Walker in what? Oh, I don't know. It's some garbage movie. But Perfect. that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. Less, It's Paul Walker. That's not like, Um. Well, I do like this. I like this nom a lot because I do. Uh, I think maybe what I might lean towards to get into our Hall of Fame is people that do that can do the comedy game and do the drama game, and they bring yes. the heat in both those games, which he does. Which is funny because it's like I not a huge fan of a stand up comedy. Like I just oh, like, really? yeah, I just like it's all. It's just like it's just very like manic to me. Like it's just kind of like all over the place and it's just like throwing spaghetti at a wall just to like see if anything sticks. It's just like, Oh God, like beat you over the head with it. But I mean, like I love like his comedy movie, like Mrs. Doubtfire, like staple goodwill hunting, get out of town in right. it. Like awakenings. Yeah. You put a beard on Robin Williams, you know, he's about to get down to business, right? The Fisher King is crazy. Mm-hmm. And the Fisher King mm-hmm. is great. That's great. Great. Job. Uh, all right. My last one is Daniel day Lewis. You stop anybody on the street who's the best actor alive, four out of ten people are going to say Daniel Day-Lewis. 
Uh, actually, four out of ten people would be like, I don't. What's that one guy's name? He was in the thing with the. He was a cobbler for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's, you uh, know. Phantom. He had like Phantom a, he had like a Jordan esque retirement. He did. Daniel Day Lewis went off to Italy to be a cobbler. This is him playing baseball. So I do go. So this goes against maybe maybe I might have to because uh, I don't think known for his hilarity. I don't think he's. No. Don't remember him cracking wise, and I don't. Remember, I don't know. But people would say he's whimsical. Yeah, I don't remember like uh, Daniel Day Lewis and the Kevin Hart buddy cop movie. Like uh, that's just kind of hard, <laughs> hard to picture. Put Central your, intelligence put too. Your head around, uh, but I do like somebody that's like, like acts like because it's just their job, but not really like obsessed with it or obsessed with fame. Like to your shoe cobbler yeah. point, it's just like yeah, I'll go do a movie because I like the script and I like working with P.T. Anderson, and it's just like all right, I'm going to go back to. Uh, you know, like whatever spelunking or whatever hobby he's into, like for that year. Yeah, I think Daniel Day Lewis is like super intense. He'd be probably a fantastic actor to work with. I don't know if I catch a beer with him. This is not what the the Hall of Fame's all about. Yeah, I just have the. This is my I feeling like on that. him. Like I feel like I w- I don't know if I had have, would have anything to say to him. Be like so. My left foot. That was wild, huh? Like I, yeah. you know, I would know. I don't know how I would even talk to this man. Yeah, exactly. Super intense. Super intense. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna let's splash that in. I think having a beer with him not, not a must-have, but a bonus. We want a solid hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta be, gotta be a cool dude. Look, the our actors' hall of fame is gonna have a lounge area. These it people is. are gonna need to commiserate and hang out. Yeah. So I don't want to have I don't want to put you know like a fly in the ointment here. Is that lounge area? I just gotta have a little bartender back there just making the palomas. I see you, street dog. Is that your third girl? All right, who's <laughs> All right, chill out, Meryl. That's enough. We're gonna, we don't want to boot you like last time. You're throwing haymakers. Who is enough. your three spot, bruh? Three three spot. I'm going with my man. Denzel Washington. Oh, yes. How do you not go with fucking Denzel? Yes. He's Denzel. Yes, yes, yes. Guy yes, is yes. amazing. Uh, obviously, remember the Titans. We know that hits a certain spot in in good old Brandana's heart. Uh, Malcolm X, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He got game training day, which is almost like a uh, just a tour de force of just Denzel being Denzel just all over the fucking screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Act uh, like such a good actor made it look like Ray Allen could act. Or at least you forgot that he couldn't. That was in That's He Got it. Game, yes, but in Training Day. Oh, Training Day. Training Day, yeah. Training, training Day. Day. Training Day is wild because it's like, because you're just in love with Denzel. And I just remember being like, there's no way he's the fucking bad guy. And even towards right. the end, you're just like, God, he's not right. He's not the bad guy. He's just really trying. It's just like, oh nope, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I'm King Kong up in this piece. You ain't got shit on me. Right, exactly. Oh, I didn't know you like to get wet. (laughs) (laughs) Get wet, PCP. (laughs) Super. You got that eye on you, boy. No, I love it. I love. He's great in it. Um, He was also in Hurricane. American Gangster is actually a really good movie where he plays uh, uh, Frank. I can't remember. God, oh, I can't remember. Anyways, yeah. Frank Martin, Frank something or other. No, yeah. that's the South Carolina head coach. God, I'm getting like just dysfunctional when it comes to remember anything other than sports. Yeah, my brain. I can't really pull bad. names. Of, yeah, right. But uh, and flight. Flight was really good too. I really enjoyed flight. Yep, flight's awesome. Uh, Frank. Oh, what was his name in? Frank Abernathy. No. Stop it. No, Frank Abernathy. Yes, catch me if from... you can. Yeah. Catch me if I can. God damn it. Ken gangster. Um. Come on, Frank Lucas, son of a bitch! Drink stupid. everybody. I feel sorry. I had a uh, dumb. me and Doctor and Mrs. Kamish 
Had two bottles of wine last night. Kids got up early. Look, I'm playing through pain. Throws you off. Look at that. Good for you, bro. Uh, all right, guys. So that is our six nominations. You heard it right here. We have Morgan Freeman. We mm. have Robin Williams. We have Denzel Washington, Bradley Cooper, Tom Cruise, Daniel Day-Lewis. Most Awesome and I are going to cast our votes secretly. We'll just hold on to them, keep them to the side. You guys, Ooh. Most Awesome, will post them. You guys send us your votes. Top two Instagram vote winners will be combined with our votes. Any actors that end up with three will be into the Hall of Fame, and we will nom- we will announce that um, probably next week. I don't know if we should give like a full week because this drops on Monday. We'll, we'll see when we record. We might do two weeks from now just to give people time to just kind of vote on it. Don't want to rush it. This is a big deal. They can wait one more week. Uh, all right, brother. It's high noon. Meet me in the middle of the street. Bring us to that jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. All right. Neapolitan Showdown, top three space movies. Okay, that's the Wild West. That doesn't really kind of work. I want to to do this out of the gate. I like that we're doing movies. It fits. We're doing the Actors Hall of Fame. Um, I'm not big. I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I want to clear that up right now. I don't want to step on any of yours, but there's going to be some shit you ain't going to hear on there. Let's say if it has the word star in it and it's not a star is born, you ain't got my interest. Ooh, look at that. You're just yeah. fucking throwing shade all around. <laughs> just just shitting on this whole segment. I had to look down real fast. I was just like, Duh, is the word star in one of my movies? Um, right. We'll see. What, are you a big sci-fi guy? you big uh, fucking nerd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, big big fucking geek. <laughs> and uh, No, Wait actually, I don't. I'm not. I'm, it's not a genre that I would go to, but I, I do enjoy a good sci-fi movie i mean it depends on if you really expand the breadth like you consider terminator a sci-fi movie but i wouldn't call that a space movie yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure yeah, 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 comes you're down right, you're right. yeah i didn't i guess yeah i was looking i kind of bridged the gap like uh that's good you know you're right let's not get down there because we don't need to talk about how lord of the Rings sucks and is boring and everything are you like is space like kind of like one of your obsession as a kid like did you want to be an astronaut did you really like science did you take fucking astronomy in college i did one one place where you are right with thinking I'm a fucking idiot and, and a horrible student in school is like astronomy. Astronomy. My ass yeah. It was, Everyone thinks it's going to be easy. Ain't it's a, not going to be easy. Ain't about star watching. Lot nope. of lot of variables. A lot of math. A lot of math. Uh, no, I did like it when I was younger. Uh, I would say I like – I don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't like the, the fantastical ones. I like a little bit of either like some realism as, I, as I've gotten older – um, I like a little bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. No, no, get off that. Get off that tip. Just as a kid, like, were you just like, you know, was space camp like on your list to do, like, uh, during the no, 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 no. But I did love, I did love one of my movies intensely. But I want to say it because I don't want to give it. All away. right, fine, fuck it. Let's get it started. Um, all right, I'll take the ball out. My number three, Armageddon, baby. Love Armageddon. Armageddon's good. Yeah, Armageddon's, <laughs> Armageddon's good. So good. Does it make any sense? I think I feel like we've talked about that on the podcast like once every three months. Every time we do, I still have to bring up when Ben Affleck, if you still have it, I'm going to remind you guys every time this fucking movie comes up, go to the commentary. Ben Affleck sounds like he's half cocked. I'm pretty sure he's had like yeah. 12 oh, yeah. IPAs and he's just like, he talks about going to uh, the directory. He's just like, 
<laughs> why why wouldn't you just teach astronauts how to drill instead of drillers how to be astronauts and he was just like shut the fuck up ben yeah <laughs> it's just like just ben that story is so fucking funny ben affleck just at the height of ben affleck powers just really oh. feeling himself oh, right yeah. there oh so great so great yeah what's your number three yeah buddy? i i like it i'm gonna go a little less campy little more cartoonish uh, you probably haven't seen this. I'm going to go with Wally. Oh, Wally is a great space movie. Uh, it's a cartoon animated one from Disney. Uh, there's a little love interest between him and Eva, this other robot that's sent back to Earth to find. The whole premise of the movie is, is Wally is this like robot that cleans up the world and has this little emotional component where he sees love and wants to understand love. Mm-hmm. And then Eva is this a robot that's sent down from the uh, space shuttle that it's up in outer space because we've made the world un- uninhabitable with all of our garbage and junk, mm-hmm. and we're just waiting for signs of life on planet Earth. Eva comes down there to find uh, a plant, and then it's this you know this whole thing. Then the ship is really just trying to this corporate entity. There's a lot of going on here for a Disney movie, yeah. But uh, it's Ooh. got a heartwarming little tale. I love Wally. There's not a lot of talking going on it. The kids love it. I'm not going to tell you. There might be a couple times where it gets a little, little, little dusty. Little dusty. Little dusty. Exactly. Look at that. But then those fat slobs on the ship fight for their lives <laughs> and uh, reclaim their lives. So I like it. Thanks for that little three-act breakdown, bro. Most awesome. Breaking down the movie. Uh, so uh, the daughters love it? They fans? Daughters like it. Yeah, they like it. Mm. It's not like it's on a, not on a regular rotation. They're they're more my little pony right now. Does that hurt your little Wally heart when it's just like it, yeah? It's right. Well, there. there's a, they have a five minute story uh, book, and one of them is the Wally one. Doesn't get much rotation in our house, but that's all right. Yeah, oh. I'm always like, can we do this? No, no, not happening. Um, okay, uninhabitable world. That sounds about 15 years from now. So I'm giving you 15 points, <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to say the number of drinks Ben Affleck had before he did that director's commentary. Probably 15. Uh, I did eight this solid because he's still like you can still it's he has like he's a little louder and his voice is a little higher like a drinker but his you know he's not slurring words yet so I put him at the eight spot. I like it I like it uh number two so this goes back a little bit more on the serious tip um did interstellar so this is Ugh. um oh whoa whoa interstellar is boring whoa bro so yeah. I thought I thought this did a great job of just kind of tackling like just trying to wrap your mind around space and like the way it would work and everything and like time and then like they go on that one planet and their way and like how time you know moves faster there because they're like closer to like that core and like the rotation and everything. I sure point the shit out of people trying to explain it. I I thought it did a great job of tackling the science and it still felt like it lived within actual physics but still explore some possibilities of like what those rules would actually look like if we were able to like, you know, get those technologies that far, that advanced. Sure. 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 Uh, didn't make it through it. Couldn't make it through it. Fell asleep multiple times. It's a long movie. It's all right. It's okay. All right. What's your number two? Number two. going to go with a very strong movie. going to go with aliens. I know you don't like the big sci-fi stuff, mm. but Sigourney Weaver, Ripley, fucking awesome james cameron this is an intense thrilling i mean it starts out slow the build-up to the alien is unbelievable big huge payoff it's fantastic to the alien okay all right i don't know if i've i don't know if i've seen it that's the one where the um the alien pops out of the stomach yes that's the classic alien pops out of the, out of the stomach is that the main you know, alien 
What's that? Is that the main alien that pops out of the stomach? Spoiler alert, guys. If you haven't, no, no, if you haven't no, no, caught this, yeah, this 30 year old. That's movie. a baby alien. Yeah, a little, little, little thing that's running around. The mom is out there. Oh, the mom's Son. out there. Ooh, yikes. Uh, all right. Uh, Interstellar, you passed on because you have the attention span of a 12 year old. So that's 12 points for me. And then I think Sigoni Weaver came back for Aliens, right? To reprise your role at like the age of 50 or something. It was in the 50 spot. It was up there. There's th- what are there? Are there three I think it's like the third. Yeah, I think it's the third that you came back. Right, Alien versus Predator. They got all that stuff running right. around there too. I give you. 50. They really trounced on it, but that's not what we're talking about. It's not. I give you fifty points. Just relax. All right, let's close out strong here, bro. Bring my number one. I want to guess your number one too. I'm doing. Oh, the, this, yeah. I'm doing the block. There doing you go. The block. Uh, well, now I want to change it, but I think I know what it is. All right. Um, so I am doing. Sunshine. Have we talked about this movie before? I don't think so. Which one is this one? I don't even know. This uh, one. Okay, so this is with um, Sunshine. Is with is this Sam, Cillian. Is this Sam Rock. Sam Rockwell one. No, no, no. That's Moon. That's Moon. Okay. Sunshine right, right, is right. Cillian Murphy. Uh, it actually has Chris Evans, who's Captain America. It has. Yeah. Uh, I think it has a couple. But anyway, it's just about this. Like the sun's about to run out of power, so they have to take this ship to like uh, drop a nuke into the sun to like jump charge it back up. And they're like on this journey. It is so, it's so fucking amazing. Like it's, it's definitely my favorite. Like the soundtrack's off the chain. Like it's just kind of like this man versus nature thing. I'm going to give you a little, it's funny because I don't know if Xander's listening. I know um, Chad, the O-Dog likes the movie. It kind of turns into a different movie the last 25 minutes, which is a little jarring. But before then, you know, it's just about like, like survivorship and it's, it's great. It's a, it's a must watch brother. It's a must watch. When did this come out? Like in the this is like 2010s. Like yeah, this is like 2000. I think I think it's like right at 2010. It's like 2009, 2010. It was like when I just moved to LA. But it's yeah, it's must pre pre you know Captain America. You're gonna have to scoop up unless it's like a little indie film, which maybe because I've never heard of it. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's got a little bit of like an indie vibe to it. Like it was like kind of smaller. It like was a big blockbuster thing, but I mean like you're still dealing with like space and all the shit looks good and it's uh, CGI graphics. Yeah, it doesn't look too hack. Yeah, I got yeah, 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 it's still cuz I don't want to talk bad on this cuz I I'm almost I'm getting a vibe that you might take a recommendation from me. So I don't I don't want oh, I don't want I always take I don't want to jinx this, bro. I want about? you to pop this in. Do yourself a favor. I will. Give it a watch. I get my VHS out give and it a slide watch. that disc right in there. Bad news. I don't think it's on VHS. What's your number one? You want to go for the black? Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go for the black. I'm going to go for the black. So I want to come in. I want to say Apollo 13, but then I want to read your face like the poker player I am. So I'm going to say right. your number one is Star Wars. Very good. Yes. The block. Very good. And the first one, too. The very first one, which has now been rebranded as a new hope, which I, when I was a kid, I don't remember it being called a new hope, but the first star Wars has just always been star Wars empire strike strikes back return of the Jedi. Yeah. Then you got the other four after that with Jar Jar fucking binks and everything. The prequels, that yeah. is, that is my go-to. I would almost say I liked empire strikes back a little bit more than the first star Wars return of the Jedi was okay. That's when they got the Ewoks out there. got a little campy on the, you know, the Ewok nation over there. Sure. But star Wars, man, I would get up all the time and watch it. I have a, can I tell you a little story about a young, most awesome talking about the childhood? I did. This is why I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to tip my hand. Yeah. And plus that would have made me think of a, I had to think of another third star or, you know, sci-fi movie on the fly. And that would have been tough. But, um, Growing up as a little kid, I used to watch it constantly. 
we had HBO and not not trying to brag, but we had HBO and I was on there all the time to watch it. And I got up one morning super early, it was on TV, went into the my parents' bedroom, like tapped on my mom and I asked and she must have been like in a half sleep stupor and asked her, Can I get a glass of Coca Cola? It's Ooh, like six in the morning. Yeah. She is like, Yeah, absolutely, go for it. Nice. Uh so I go in there and I get a bottle, a big old two liter jug out of the fridge, and I'm pouring it. And I don't know what happened, mm. but I dropped it. And it hit perfectly on like the corner of the uh, refrigerator, corner of the little jug of two liter, and starts pinwheel spiring and fraying, spraying soda all over my kitchen. And me being the six year old or five and a half year old who uh, is trying to figure out what the hell is going on, I probably watched it for a beat too long. Yeah. Ran into my parents' room, got them out of bed to where my dad had to like, like, throw his body on this Coca-Cola fire hose that's going all over our kitchen, wraps it up, covers it. Kitchen is ruined. Kitchen is ruined. Holy. They had to repaint the kitchen because there was so much cake and, the, like, Coke everywhere. They had to, like, wipe it all down, and you still got all the oh, sticky stuff. Oh, So let me get this. It was fucking awesome. Okay, so you, it sounds like you had, like, a nine liter of Coke. So I don't, like, so you drop this Coke bottle. Your eyeballs bulge out of your head. You walk down the <laughs> hall. You wake up Mr. Four Stars. Mr. Four Stars. Hops out of bed, tries to figure out what's right. going on. Like come, a tidy whitey. You have to tell him what's light, going like on. Yeah, you're just like, come to the kitchen. He comes to the kitchen, and this thing's still spinning around and emptying. Firing like I dropped Mentos in the motherfucker. Wow. Just hosing Coca-Cola everywhere. What? Real Coke. Tail. Um, all right, bro. Well, that was a block. Uh, so are you going to show the kids Star Wars? When does that happen? Is it going to be like an event? You sit him down. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, right now, they probably wouldn't be super into it. I probably should lean into like the Ewok one if I want to do it now. I think they dig, they vibe on the Ewoks, and I can I could hook them in on there. Although, actually, I take that back. Commissette uh, very much into Ray on the new iterations of the Star Wars, the female lead. Mm, yeah, that's now going to be the the new Jedi that uh, that that Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker have, tra- have trained up. So she gets Ray. She likes Ray. So maybe I can, I can get my hooks in a little earlier on her. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Mark Hamill, again, not in the MAB Sports Podcast Actor Hall of Fame. Want to make that clear. Uh, just real fast, we got to get out of here up against it. I want to say, if you want to do uh, Tickle You Funny Bone, a couple I had on my list that didn't make the cut were Spaceballs, of course, and Galaxy Quest. Don't sleep on Galaxy Quest. That movie's Galaxy fucking Quest. funny. I did have Spaceballs, too. I also had Total Recall. And uh, oh, yeah. I thought the one that you were going to go over Interstellar would have been Gravity with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. I thought that was a much better one. I liked it, and it had all those realistic space components that you're looking for. It did, but I like more of like just kind of the science and like the travel of space. I know that was traveling, but that was more of just kind of like foxhole movie of somebody just like, oh, better not be bored in here by myself and like like yeah. beauty shots and like less about like – no, no, and don't. Yeah, you just like Matthew McConaughey. I get it. And exactly. I exactly. Get it. Do not push Sandra Bullock down my throat, guys. We're uh, up against it. You got something you like us to tackle? Choose an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail And please, please, please go to our Instagram. It will be up. Do not forget to vote for the actor Hall of Fame, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and close out MVP of the week. I got the NFL is my MVP of the week. I know this is a shitty league, but sometimes they get it right and they suspended Vontez Perfect for the year. Uh, this guy was just out of control, and like I like that it's not just slapping his wrist or even like 
it's it's nice to establish something where we don't know how far the boundaries can go. And if you just go out on the field and you act like a lunatic and you're just putting everybody else in danger, then you're just out of here. You're done. You're done. You're gone. You're done. I like it. I'm going to go with uh, these, whoever, I don't know their name us. I don't know who they are or what they are, but uh, they pulled a nice little prank. I love pranks. They uh, hacked into a billboard over I-75 in Auburn Hills, which is right around where I grew up. Put a little porn on that billboard action, <laughs> distracting people. Uh, I love this quote because yeah. there was a doctor who was driving. And he was like, and I drove up on it, and something was strange. Two girls, lesbian porn. I just thought it was really <laughs> fucking hilarious. I also like that he tried to really throw us off the scent that he didn't know what lesbian porn was. So uh, for those, whoever those guys are out there, good on you. Always like enjoy a fun little prank, <laughs> little tip of the map to you, sir. Oh, guys, this has been MAV Sports Podcast episode 84. Hey, you know what? I don't do it enough. Thank you for listening. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. People, when you get that Podcast Hall of Fame submission slip in your mailbox, make sure to click Mab Sports Podcast. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.